You're listening to The Blizzard of Osborne by Michael Sheen Cuddy. Chapter 16. What's so damn funny? Oh my god! What is it, Cassie? We're in the desert. When's the last time anyone saw a tree? Tree? Yes. Queen Mavis said, Always look for the tallest tree to find your way to the pinnacle of a spire. Now remember, Cassie, what we're really looking for is cell towers, which are often housed within the tallest tree. Now don't you worry, Cassie. There ain't many trees in the desert, but there is plenty of cell towers. Where? I don't see any. (laughs) Well, you're standing right next to one. This? Cassie looked up at a rusty lamp pole beside an abandoned railway track. That's right. In the desert, cell towers are placed in the tallest structures. Lamp posts, electrical power pylons, wind turbines up on the bluffs. At the mine where I used to work, there was a big old radio tower. They stopped using radio a long time ago, but they still kept it as a cell tower. So if it's cell towers you're looking for, I can find them. I've been on these trails so many times, I know every cell tower between here and the Great Divide. Uh, Speaking of trails, you said we'd avoid walking along the railroad tracks. I said we'd stay off the main line. What we're on now is a long-abandoned spur line. And how do you know those Empire Rail Service goons won't find us here? Them boys is creatures of habit. For all their techno-gadgetry, they ain't really that smart. And they're lazy. They won't wander too far from the comfort of their air-conditioned rovers. These here spur lines are rough, overgrown with cactus and creosote. Plus, they're crawling with snakes, scorpions, tarantulas, and carnalopes. Carnalopes, you say? I don't like the sound of that. Yep, carnalopes. They're exactly what they sound like, carnivorous antelopes. They can run 80 V squared an hour, jump 20 D high, and rip your face off before you say goodbye. (laughs) And you're leading us right to them? (laughs) Don't worry, we got ourselves a secret weapon. What secret weapon? Assam glanced at Sly. It so happens that carnalopes are terrified of snakes. If they see a snake, they won't come within leaping distance. Well, Sly, it looks like you've finally made yourself useful. After hours of trekking, they came to a fork in the tracks. One set veered left, the other right. Both looked abandoned. Both were choked with tumbleweed and sage. Assam gazed to the left, then to the right. He squinted up at the sun, 
then glanced back in the direction from which they'd come. Hmm, now, I reckon what we have here is a classic dilemma. What do you mean? Well, the left fork may be a little safer, but it takes a lot longer. The right fork is shorter, but it has a few more hazards. I say we take the safe way. Now, I didn't say the left fork is completely safe. Since it takes longer, we risk running out of food and, oh, and that, my friends, will be a major problem. What hazards are you talking about on the right? Well, the tracks on the right go through Skirlin country. Skirlins are a fierce desert tribe known to be extremely hostile. And how much faster is the right fork? Well, if we don't run into any Skirlins, we should reach the pinnacle of Aspire several days earlier. However, if we do run into Skirlins, I hate to even think of what they might do to us. Well, what are the chances of running into Skirlings? Well, the odds may be in our favor. There's a rumor that neighboring warlords have attacked Skirlings with poison gas. Some say the Skirlings have been totally wiped out. But if they ain't, then we got us a problem. In the end, they decided to vote. They chose the slower, and they hoped, safer way. They'd been following the left fork of the abandoned rail track for a long time before Assam stopped and nodded at a rusty hulk silhouetted against the horizon. See that gantry over yonder? I worked there for over nine years. How did you end up in the railway barn where we met you? Well, I used to haul the slag wagons from the pits to the surface. But when Vulonium, the new energy source, replaced lignite, they retired me to the freight yard bonds. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, well, it could have been worse. I overheard them say they was going to send me to the rendering plant down in uh, Oweka Falls. Butcher, gut, skin, and boil me. Render me down to glue and hair. But then Reza stepped up, said he was a big horse lover, volunteered to adopt me, convinced everyone I should be their mascot. Hmm. Did you say horse lover? When Reza brought me to the freight yard, some of them lunkheads called me donkey dig, but that made Reza furious. He ordered everyone to address me as a psalm. He said the name is Neurolian or something. It, it means spirit of the tempest cloud. I have to credit Reza. He saved my life. Still, that freight barn was no place for a thoroughbred Andalusian stallion. Dude, I hate to break it to you. Sly, let Assam finish his story. I always dreamed of leaving that rail barn. 
A thoroughbred Andalusian stallion should be servicing lovely mares on a stud farm, not cooped up in a dingy railroad roundhouse, breathing fumes 24-7, feet aching from standing on cold, hard concrete, subjected to the depredations of lunkheads. Depredations, you say? Whenever Reza went away, them lunkheads teased me. They threw things at me, pulled on my ears, one time they tied a bucket of sand to my tail and laughed like a bunch of hyenas. Why didn't you just leave if you were so miserable there? Well, to tell you the truth, I was afraid to risk it all on my own. See, I prefer working with a team. Like when I was at the mine, I got to work alongside donkeys, mules, pack horses, even a couple of Clydesdales. Of course, <laughs> I was the only thoroughbred Andalusian stallion. <laughs> well, you must miss your friends. I do. But after a while, I just assume this is how it was meant to be. So, a fatalist then, are we? An ass is more like it. <laughs> Sly, don't you know it's rude to interrupt? Yeah, the old mine is abandoned now. All my pals either died or moved on. I heard rumors that some went to work for the emperor in his palace. That's why I wanted to come along when you said you was going to see the emperor. <laughs> I assume there's always a place for a thoroughbred Andalusian stallion in every emperor's stables. Don't you all agree? Look, dude, I'm sorry, but if you're a thoroughbred Andalusian stallion... I'm a fire-breathing dragon. I beg your pardon? Yeah, you can beg all you want, but that ain't gonna change what I see when I look at you. A jackass. Plain and simple. Insulted by a lowly snake? Why, I oughta... Look, pal, why don't you get off your high horse and take a good look at yourself? You ain't no horse. You might wish you're an Andalusian stallion, but wishing don't make it so. You're a donkey. Or a mule, whatever. An ass, a common beast of burden. Assam turned his backside to the snake, lifted his tail, and dropped a turd that would have fallen right on Sly's head had he not been so quick to turn away. Oh, that's rude. <sighs> well, what do you expect after insulting me? I wasn't insulting you. Ain't nothing wrong with being an ass. The donkey is a noble creature. He may not get the respect of an Andalusian stallion, but from time immemorial, he was beloved by many a prospector, pioneer, bushwhacker, and explorer. In cultures all around the empire, the donkey's been the backbone on all the greatest journeys. Panabal, crossing the Caucasus. Excuse me, but those were elephants. Yeah, elephants got the best press. They looked magnificent, decked out in their orange silks, flashing their emerald-studded halters, trumpeting snow geysers out of their mighty trunks. But donkeys were the real workhorses. They did all the heavy lifting, plodded along steadfast, never whined about the food the way the Sherpas did. For a lowly reptile, your effrontery is doubly insulting. You ain't just rude. Once you get talking, no one else can squeeze a word in. Well, you keep putting on airs like you're some kind of royalty. All I'm saying is, take a good look at yourself, and then just accept it. Ain't nothing wrong with being a donkey. And I'm just saying that my pedigree papers 
issued at birth by no less an authority than the master genome database in Lactucell, a test that my forebearers held from a long line of thoroughbred Andalusian horses. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I assume you ain't no authority on equestrian breeding. Hey, like I said, you can assume whatever you want, but that don't change the fact that you're just a common ass. Sly, just because you have opinions doesn't mean everyone wants to hear them all the time. Ah, come on, Cassie. This ass is delusional. He needs to be set straight on who and what he really is. Do you know who you really are? Absolutely. I am motion primeval. I slither forth, belly to the earth, tapped into the vital heartbeat of the Gaian essence. I am the first and the last, baby, the Alpha and the Omega. I gave birth to you feckless hominids and hung back to watch you hang yourselves. I will be here long after you're gone, and I will remain strong among the weak and foolish. Cassie went from looking very angry, to shaking her head, to glancing at Assam, Jet, and me, myself, and I. Then she started laughing. Assam <laughs> grinned, his big square teeth protruding. <laughs> me, myself, and I laughed so hard he held his belly and shook like a big egg, bouncing in a pot of boiling water. Even Jet looked like she was grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> what? What's so damn funny? They knew the path they chose could be risky, but they never dreamed it would turn out the way it did. 